Knock, knock. And of course, if anyone were to show up, including Ted Nugent, with Cat Scratch Fever to Andrew McDewey's office, he would have to destroy them. He would have to put them down. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do for Cat Scratch and Fever. Can you give him? Can you give him? I don't know. Five minutes of your time? No. Nope. It's just it, it looks odd more than the suffering. It's just gonna make him a pussy. Suffering succotash. You know what? I make sure never happens in my vet's office. Not a single... An animal leaves alive. Not a single animal goes woke. <laughs> uh, because I put them all to sleep! This is Disney plussin' and cussin' entering a new saga. Last year, we did the dog days of 2022. But the, the dog, dog days, days the do- are over! The dog In the words of over. the immortal Vard Florence Pugh, the dog days are over. I don't think that's Florence Pugh. Is that Florence Pugh? No, Florence Pugh's super hot and is in uh, Little Women and uh, 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 Midsummer. Uh, oh, that's Florence Pugh? Yeah, that's Florence Pugh. I've seen her name showing up lately on the internet and I wasn't sure Pugh she was. She's great. She's great. And we're great. And who are we? I am Timasina. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's just a layup. <laughs> and I'm on strike. I ain't writing a goddamn name. Not with Eager oh. the way he's acting. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so I'm guessing you got that. Should we do a little? Should we do a little? Do a little? Well, okay. Real, real quick, we're gonna be um, shifting into um, a, a, an ongoing uh, series this year. Um, when someone convinced Walt, hey, people like cats, Walt, just like they did with Miyamoto when he made the the cat Mario game. Yeah, um, they love him. So Walt, Walt's gonna gonna do right by the cats before he dies. <laughs> and we are starting our 2023 segment called Pussin' and Cussin'. Pussin' and Cussin'. It's not Pussin' and Cussin', as the Scots would say. And we are starting with, uh, we are taking a deep dive into Scotland uh, with a little side of Portuguesey. <laughs> Just a bit Portuguese. Uh, we can't call it plussing and cussing this week anyway, because we're not allowed to watch it on Disney Plus. It's that bad. That's they true. It yet. It's it's Portuguese YouTube and cussing. Uh, so if you if you do want to catch out a uh, catch uh, the three lives of Tim Messina, uh, you're gonna need to go to YouTube and uh, and look it up. The Portuguese look up three lives of Thomas Cena streaming and the first. The one that pops up is the one that's going to have the whole movie, and it's some uh, Portuguese uh, streaming sharing site, and it works like a charm. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's called Best Movies, uh, but spoiler alert, this wasn't one of those. I liked it. 
I, uh, in continuing the tradition of... I think it's better than Darby O'Gill. I think uh, no, Scotland no, better than Ireland. No, 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 no. Okay, aside from... What the hell are you talking about, Tim? Aside from the... Aside from the... What's what, the wishing game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but today, today we are going to play a different game similar to the wishing game. Uh, and it's called Would McGillicuddy Kill That Animal? I'm going to give you some real things happening to real animals in my life right now, and you let me know. Would McGuire kill We're that We're not going to revisit, we are not going to revisit the times that I've had to be McGillicuddy. And by McGillicuddy, I mean McDewey. We are not, we are absolutely not going to tell that story ever again. <laughs> that, that's, that's all I know what you did last summer. It's not- this is a, this is a plus and cuss segment called, that's a bad story. That's a bad story. That's not a good time. Uh, uh, speaking of not having a good time, I didn't have a good time watching this movie, and I needed to take a little bit of time to figure out how how I was going to have anything to talk about because I stand I stand solid with our with our brothers, the writers, and our sisters, the actors, uh, uh, and being on strike. And I didn't finish the film, but I needed to participate. Uh, so I started doing a little research into the making of, and boy... Did you not finish the film? That was a bad time, too. I'm not going to lie to you, Tim didn't finish it. Couldn't finish it. Tried real hard. I got so far, but in the end, I didn't really see it. Uh, that's a fucking big pain in the ass. But, uh... <laughs> how far did you get? Um, the second life of Thomasina. <laughs> I know what, trust me, we're going to be fine. I read the cliff notes to figure out what I missed. The three times I fell asleep during this fucking slog through Scotland and child abuse. Uh, But we're good. I know, I I know more about the three lives of Thomasina than anybody who has ever seen the fucking thing. I'm sure of it at this point in my life. And it wasn't fun. I read some terrible things. We're all going to learn some terrible things this evening, so I think we might need a little bit of a palate cleanser. And I ain't talking about Malort. I think it's time for some Dis News That News. Oh, coming in hot on the wire. Turns out Bob Eager's still an asshole, huh? Yeah, I mean, as as CEOs are, right? right? Like all of them. Here, wait, wait. wait. Here's here's Sean Gunn from. Uh, here's Sean Gunn from. Uh, what does he do in Guardians of the Galaxy? Anyways, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Here we go. Not to be confused with Tim Gunn. Talks about uh, what a shame it is. He needs to uh, remember that in 1980, um, CEOs like him made 30 times what the worker, what the lowest worker was making. Now Bob Iger makes 400 times what his low, lowest worker is. And I think that's a shame, Bob. And maybe you should take a look in the mirror and, and what, ask yourself, why is that? And not only why is that, is it okay? Is it morally okay? Is it ethically okay that you make that much more than your lowest worker? And if so, why? Why is that okay? If your response is that that's just the way business is done now, that's just the way corporations work now, well, that sucks and that makes you a sh- person if that's your answer so you should come up with a better answer than that i think that when bob Iger talked yeah i uh fuck that shit i'm gonna have to agree with you there tim gunn 
Say no to the dress when it comes to putting your labor and not getting paid for it, huh? Tim- but say yes to the dress if it's the sexy song on Reputation called Dress. That's a good sound. That's a good sound. That's uh, a good album. Uh, so, Bob Iger has been kind of being a dick to the artist since the 80s, and I have always been kind of an Iger apologist because of my love for the House of Mouse. And just, I I know I shouldn't be. Um, but in all of the Iger's a shitty person and has been for a long time news that was going around, I also read a little article that Iger himself wrote. I don't know if it was in his book, but it was. there's a, there's a little blurb about when Iger was working on Twin Peaks um, with David Lynch and Mark Frost and was the one who supposed like in in this story he tells um how he was getting really fucking like him and him and david weren't seeing eye to eye on uh eye to Iger? i they weren't seeing eye to Iger on who killed laura not not it wasn't it wasn't an issue of who actually killed laura it was more okay listen bud we're i moving, still don't know we're moving into season two uh and the people want the people want to wrap it up they they gotta know who killed Laura. We gotta we gotta give the people what they want. Um, and after you know tossing and turning and deliberating, they went ahead and shared. You know the 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 you you learn the killer like real early into season two, and then everything completely fucking loses steam. And the show that has the greatest first season of all time just jumps the shark three quarters of the way through season two uh and Iger kind of blames himself for it in this article um well because Lynch wasn't with it in season two right uh well that that uh, they I I don't I this this you know what if we were fucking recording a Twin Peaks podcast I would have taken the time to know the answer to that and felt confident about it but I'm gonna say I don't know Tim pretty sure that uh, Lynch wasn't on it in season two and he wasn't on it in three and then they brought him back and he and the and he takes that fucking rickety burning ship with two engines on fire and fucking sticks the landing that's my knowledge of it I stopped watching in season two when shit got fucking so batshit weird and like not fun that gum you like is coming back in style Tim fruit stripes I don't know why you like it but it is good gum well, that's a Twin Peaks joke. Yeah, it's been a while. I remember I remember Kyle MacLachlan liking coffee and pie. Yeah, he does. He absolutely loves coffee and pie. And then that song is so good. We uh, we actually do need to play And it. I remember uh, Audrey... Audrey... Not Audrey Lord. Audrey yeah, yeah, Horn yeah. being like... <laughs> Audrey Horn being like one of the hottest people I'd seen on screen. It's like hot. 90s yeah. hot meets pinup hot. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, just like, definitely. and I think uh, uh, whatever his name is, Agent 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 Kyle McLaughlin, just a good guy. Uh, hey, Cooper, he's a good guy. Cooper, he did a damn good cup of coffee. Might have uh, Twin Peaks, though, not what we're talking about. Bob Iger was on it. Yeah, yeah, and he fucked up. So anyway, uh, so uh, the whole reason we were talking about this at all, the the, the news here is Iger, in response to the writers slash. Actors strike currently making sure that we don't get Moana two in time, uh, or the Moana remake. I, I guess I should say. You know what I am excited about and upset that we're not going to get to. We might not get to see on time is the fucking uh, 
the the haunted mansion remake looks fucking great. I just saw a commercial of Danny DeVito walking through the hall, be like, "God, this place is actually creepy." Walk, let me walk over here. I'm just gonna walk over here for so you feel that? You see those chills? I just pulled my pants a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I saw, I saw that. That's the, that's the commercial I saw. Makes it look, makes the movie look good. I'm excited. Owen Wilson gives it two big wows. <laughs> he is he is ready and willing uh, to perform in the Haunted Mansion. But Bob Iger said uh, that the writers and actors' demands are uh, what what did he call it? Not unreasonable. Uh, it was worse than that. What the fuck did this man say that we're all mad about? Oh yeah, he said that the that uh, that their demands are unrealistic. That this is the worst time you could interrupt fucking creativity, and uh, you have to be uh, you. Ha- Iger said, "quote You have to be realistic about the business environment," which in turn means that Iger said uh, your demands are unrealistic. To which everybody replied, "Go fuck yourself." I think you might have been at Camp David when you made that fucking quote. Um, so. There you go. Well, we do have, uh, I do have actually a statement uh, from Alec Baldwin as head of the Film Actors Guild uh, recorded here, if you want to take a listen. Looks like he's taking the stage right now. We are here to usher in a new era without violence. By following the rules of the Film Actors Guild, the world can become a better place that handles dangerous people with talk and reasoning. That is the fag way. One day you will all look at the world us actors created and say, wow, good going, fag. You really made the world a better place, didn't you, fag? Now that the world is going to be run peacefully, we should all drive hybrid cars. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's all they want, really, is... Um, an acknowledgement that they're making the world a better place and get more money, right? Yeah, we stand yeah. behind them. We, we stand with them. We stand behind them. Uh, and I feel like a fag today because I didn't watch the movie. Yeah, you are a, kind of a big old piece of shit for not doing that uh, as there's only two of us here. All right, well... Uh, but being, uh, it looks like you did a little said, bit of research that, uh, you know, I, I, I just... I watched the movie. I can carry it out. Just as long as you don't disrupt me with a bunch of stupid bullshit while I'm trying to, you know, to bring her into harbor, I think we'll be fine. As long as you tell a story that keeps me interested enough not to drink to belligerence, I think we'll be fine. I think this is one where we can actually just drink to belligerence and it'll be just fine. Perfect. Then I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a shot of. My I'm, I'm gonna try to shotgun. not. So I, as I have once again failed to find Malort, I figured I would stick to the theme and I got a bottle of famous gross. Oh, is that scotch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Uh, old. Uh, uh, this episode brought to you by Colin McCunny. McCun- What's his name? Colin McCunty. McCunnycut. Oh. <laughs> McCunnycutty. He uh, turned me on to famous grouse when I said I like when I said I like scotch, but I, I I like it. You know, I'm not trying to pay fucking minimum like fifty five dollars a bottle. Yeah, he turned. So, hey, me on try to this twenty three dollar twenty three dollar bottle of famous grouse. 
Oh, you gotta you gotta be careful with that shit though, bud. Because you you start you start with medium price scotch, and the next thing you know, you're fucking Grandma Lorraine, uh, my grandma, who still drinks scotch from a plastic bottle. Hey, uh, at least you I, get, at least you got it, Grandma, buddy. I think. What I think what did what did Andrew McDewey say? You think I don't know anything about that? <laughs> this movie has some some good scenes, some good acting. Uh, some zingers. Is that mm-hmm. what you're telling me here, Tim? The, the, the movie's got some some moments. I'll give I'll give it some moments. It's it's got there. It does have great acting. I'll give you that. The act the acting is stellar. I just the pacing is garbage. It's um, a movie from 1964. Even it's a, it's, you go watch a fucking Bond movie from 1964, you're gonna fall asleep. So here's the thing: is it's not just a movie from 1964. It is a movie. It is a made-for-TV movie from 1964, and not just a made-for-TV movie from 1964, but a made-for-TV movie that was going to be split into three hour-long segments, which means this 90-minute movie has to stretch way past, uh, or it feels like it stretches way past that that timeline, because instead of wrapping shit up, they have to string it along for the full runtime of each fucking episode of uh, Disney This Week or whatever the fuck it was called. Saturday Night at the Movies or some shit. I think it was called The Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, there it is. The Wonderful the wonderful World of Disney. Uh, which I, you know, g- definitely gave us some fucking zingers. But this is one like of Like Davy Crockett? Sort of plotted along for along for me, yeah. Like Davy fucking Crockett. That's a great way to. That's a great way to split something up into fucking three episodes, right? That movie kicked ass. Yeah, Davy Crockett was good. Um, Three Lives of Thomasina kind of feels like Savage Sam. I don't. I I I wasn't around for that one. No, but you should have listened to the episode at least. Yeah, 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 I did that. I did. It was good. Just like this episode is going to be good. It's going to be fucking great. You know what wasn't great? Uh, this being movie? Being a cat on the fucking set of the three fucking lives of Thomasina. Uh, or being a kid actor. Or really, um, nobody had a great time. On Yeah. Uh, uh, the least of which was the author of the book, Peter Gallico. Gallica? Uh, Gattaca? Peter Gattaca. Peter Gattaca. Peter, Peter Galileo? He wrote a book called Thomasina, The Cat Who Thought She Was God. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I love that title. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Paul Gallico. Not to be Paul Gallico. Paul, Paul Calico, because he wrote three other fucking cat books. No, if he was Paul Calico, then he would be a lady. Ninety-nine percent of the ninety-nine percent sure he would have been a lady, just like ninety, just like eighty-five percent of these cats were boys, um, because you have an orange tabby. Eighty-five percent of orange tabbies, ginger tabbies, are male. Right. So I don't know if Paul Paul Gallico didn't know that, or he didn't care. I, I I don't know how much I care, but it's it's a it's a bit of trivia. I mean, it's no, it's no, it's no shocking. Muffy's puffy muff. Uh, come here, boy. Yeah, we don't, we don't see uh, any of Thomasina's many, many balls. 
but uh, the article where I did most of my research came the from... The 30 Testicles of Thomasina. Uh, it, it was called Celebrating Cats in the Movies and Television on cinemacats.com. Uh, I, I'm, I, I looked around for any kind of article to even approach this level of comprehensiveness. Uh, so, I mean, once again, I have to uh, tip my hat to you and being able to find uh, shit on your deep dives that uh, that I only see from the... Uh, that I miss on my uh, glass-bottom boat rides <laughs> on the I'm SS on the you, SS Timmy the Mouse. There was... You, we had one episode where your ass called me out for letting you know what year fucking... Uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi like, was born. Yeah, I told you the year Nancy Pelosi was born, and you called me out for getting all my information from Wikipedia, and I never Wikipedia again. The only reason I go to Wikipedia anymore is so I can scroll immediately to the bottom and start fucking clicking into the fucking cliff notes and footnotes and sources that people left. And then you you want to go on a deep dive? Click a source on three Wikipedia articles until you get three three fucking sources away from the original source, and you are gonna learn some shit that you did not want to know about. Oh, I mean, Shifties with Swifties is uh, is fueled by Wikipedia reads while Timmy's taking a shit. That's <laughs> 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 as a show like Shifties with Swifties. Swift, Swift, Swifties the rest of the trivia comes from the Swifties. The rest of the trivia yeah. comes from the Swifties. Ooh, and boy, do they know their shit. That's a good show. That's a good show, Tim. Reputation is the best. I like Reputation so much more than I like Metallica's new album. Uh, I listen. Okay, so the honest, honesty corner here. Uh, I've only listened to the new Queens of the Stone Age album twice, and I'm just not into it, and I'm not gonna I didn't die. even listen to the whole... I think I listened to the whole thing once. Uh, the new King Gizzard album is the best album in the 2020s, as far as I I'm concerned. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, because like I've been... I've been in this weird place where I had to go back to Midwest emo, and I've actually been discovering Midwest emo artists that I didn't already know about. What, like pavement or something? Like, what are you talking about? I don't need. We, we don't need to do this. We don't need to. This, this could be one of those. About, talking about a band called Free Throw, Tim. You ever heard of Free Throw? No. You ever heard of American Football? Uh, yeah, I've heard. Everybody knows American Football, but Free Throw's fucking great. It's fucking. Like, sometimes you're just laying on the couch, bud. You're watching a Portuguese YouTube rip of The Three Lives of Thomasina. And, and then you stop paying attention and start listening to Midwest Emo. The fucking terror takes over, right? Like, you you start to you start to think about the fact that earlier in your day, you actually took your animal to the vet and, like, fuck. See, that fucking Midwest emo's great. You can just talk over the music. It's like scoring your life. <laughs> it's, it's what Midwest emo is. Yeah, yeah, it's putting a big old zero on the scoreboard for me, but I like I like my Australian uh, doom metal. Yeah, no, I'm into. I'm also into Australian doom metal. Speaking of doom and metal, last thing we'll talk about before we get into the three lives of, what was this movie called again? Uh, Thomasina. Did you see Guar did a Tiny Desk concert? No, I did see Juvenile did one, though. Juvenile's Tiny Desk Concert's way better than Guar's. Uh, Guar's coming back here um, to the Vibe Center again, and I don't think I'm going to go. It's... I... I if Guar Been there, done that. Lubbock, if Guar came to Lubbock, I'd go. I'd go. Uh, if, I'd, I'd, I mean, if I was in Lubbock and Guar came, I would have to go. 
Uh, I'm going Incubus. to see the Who band. Incubus going to Lubbock? Incubus is coming to Lubbock, and I'm pretty sure that every bar will be empty because everyone in Lubbock will be at that show. You should go to. I saw. I saw them. I saw them at uh, at the the Las Vegas festival, Sick New World, and yeah. and I was just sitting around going, "Hey, Incubus, not that great live." I remember I saw them in two thousand three, not that great, and uh, and then they put on a really good show. See, I bet they. I bet and then I remembered. I remembered. I've been talking shit about Incubus for the past twenty years because they didn't put on that great of a show. And then I remembered that I really, really loved Make Yourself and Morning View, and they played a lot of shit off of those, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, fucking Incubus does kick ass. Uh, and you ever, man, you ever been fucking just baked out of your mind on some fucking Jacksonville, Texas dirt swag? Well, that's literally to- how. Uh, I mean, that's literally how one of Incubus' songs starts with that that exact same. I think that's how that's, Wish You Were Here starts. That's that's Midwest emo right there. <laughs> uh, well, for that me, cat that thought it was God. For me, it was like I'm sitting there. I'm like they open up with uh, the first track from Make Yourself, and I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool. This is pretty yeah. cool. I'm like, hey, you got to give it to Incubus. And then um, at some point, they did the song Circles, which is the second one on Make. Uh, Second one on uh, Morning View. Yeah. The, hey, hey, what would it mean to you? What would it mean to know that it'll come back around? Man, I was like, this song fucking kicks ass. Incubus was really good for... Incubus was really, really good for like four albums. Yeah. Uh, It all stopped at like Murder of Crows or whatever the fuck that, that one was called. That one's still pretty okay. One crow left of the murder. One cr- crow left of the murder. Yeah, no, that 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 had that uh, that. That one's good. Yeah, no, that that has some that has some good tracks on it too. That has some good sounds. That also had a. Uh, didn't that also have a uh, megalomaniac? Now, Maker, Lumaniac, Carnal Jesus, oh, you're the fucking suitcase, squash down. Yeah, that sounds not for me. I don't know. It's the it's the froggy it's the froggy bits at the end of uh, at the end of that one album. Uh, Aqueous transmission. Aqueous yeah. transmission. Yeah, everybody that ever smoked weed likes Aqueous transmission. How do you know? That's a good sound. Good sound. It's a good song. Speaking uh, of good songs, let's get into a good movie. Three Lives of Thomasina. Uh, I, I think I think it is appropriate for you to play the theme song. From yeah, the yeah, no, it's it's good. it's it's good. Yeah, uh, we're just we're just gonna do the whole goddamn thing, honestly. Yeah, yeah, play play. Uh, Jim, go ahead and play that sound. Uh, Jamie, go ahead and pull up that song. Jamie, tell me, tell me, get up on the mic, Tim. I don't know what to tell you about uh about the levels on this thing. You're just gonna have to. I'm, I can't keep messing with it. I'm afraid it's going to make it too hard to adjust if I'm going backy forthy. So I'm just going to do my best to stay up on the mic and talk at a normal level. A tres vidas de Tomasina. Who is the most self reliant animal made since the world began? Who can be the most defiant animal known to the world of 
man. This ain't no Sherman Brothers. Born with emerald eyes, so cold, so warm, so wise. Within her kingdom lies the world's arena. Do we need to ask more than that? You must know now it's a cat, <laughs> but a very important cat at that who's called. Thomasina, what are you thinking now? Thomasina, what makes you so highbrow? For I do think it very odd If you are an Egyptian god That the wee little mouse runs in and out his house Each time you blink or nod Thomasina, though you may love to run Thomasina, don't go too far from home are beasties in the garden who would never accept your pardon if you left the jungle yard in which we play Thomasina don't ever run away this goes on for a little bit actually no it <laughs> does uh, I, I actually uh, I was looking through there was a um, in my deep dive, I found the deleted version of the Thomasina song. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes a little something like this. Who's the boy that can laugh at a storm cloud, turn around into a smile for free? Who's the kid with a heart full of magic? Everyone knows it. Thomasina. Thomasina. Oh, yeah. You know, I could see why they didn't go with that one, mainly because it's talking about a little boy. I don't know if they just switch out the lyrics for Cat. We might have had a better better track with that one. Yeah, somebody should have called the Sherman Brothers. Um, Ub Iwerks was on this one, though. Was he? Uh, Ub did special effects on this, yeah. Did he? Oh, uh, dur- okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. I imagine that that was during the uh, Cat Heaven? Cat down a tunnel scene yeah uh that was actually bouncing cats on trampolines bouncing cats on fucking <laughs> yeah these cats these cats fared a little better than milo and milo noticed but not by much not not necessarily by much uh did you no we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there we'll get there when we, when we get there once we finally is it is it time to meet the cat i think it's time to meet the cast I th- yeah, uh, yeah. We, so, we, I mean, one we, of the main reasons I wanted to do very this... Very familiar to us. Yeah. So, one of, one of the main reasons I wanted to do this bit, um, and for uh, to just for your information, because I had talked about how we should do this, because, like, this was something that, like, I knew, I know we had when I was a kid, and my mom was fond of it and she'd be like hey you want to watch the three lives of thomasina and as we were watching this i remember that i was always like no nah, not really man <laughs> and uh and my mom was like oh you know we could watch you know mary poppins or we could watch the three lives of thomasina and i was always like mary fucking poppins and uh and i remember my mom being like oh you love thomasina so much i was like bitch you love thomasina i don't it's actually you love thomasina 
Yeah. Mom, you have surrounded the house with cats. You're the Thomasina one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but this is this has shares some DNA with Mary Poppins, which we're going to get to, and that's going to be one of the honestly one of the focal points of season three, as far as I'm concerned, because this was the, uh, th- Mary Poppins. That's the whole big reason one. we're still doing this fucking thing. I cannot Mary- wait to fap <laughs> to Julie Andrews. Oh. oh, she almost she almost transcends fapping. But, uh, no, not really. Not for me, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Getting hit over the dick with a valentine is what Christopher Plummer would say. But, uh, one of the main reasons that we're doing this, because Mary Poppins is such a focal point, there's so much of this that feeds right into Mary Poppins. Namely, uh, the two two main children characters. And and shitty dads. I, mm, they're both great guys. You know, it's just... They they overcome they overcome adversity, uh, but Karen Dotrice. Yeah, they're not the bad news bears. That abuse is still going to cause trauma. Sure. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get uh, this is the introduction of Karen Dotrice. Sorry. Um, and Karen Dotrice is um, uh, a young Irish actress, I believe. English. Uh, she's from the Isles. She's definitely not Scottish, but she she does a better job of doing a Scottish she accent. She does a better job of doing a Scottish accent than Matthew she, Garber. She nailed it. She and, did do a great um, Scottish. I can yeah. even tell that as a non uh, as a non Brit, yeah. um, and I'm sure to any other like British ear, it's it's egregious like his Scottish accent. But um, he's still he's still cute as a button. Okay. Yeah, but the the. He's cute um, as a fucking button. But Karen Dotrice is also cute show. as a button. And um, a pretty good actress. Walt falls in love with her and she falls in love with him. Uh, as far as I can tell in this little, uh, just skimming the surface, their relationship was completely unproblematic. She looked to Walt like a kindly old uncle and um, and he was super nice to her too. Um, but she came from a theatrical, uh, she came from the theater. Do you know who Roy Dotrice is? Uh, that's actually Bill Dotrieve's great-grandfather from King of the Hill. Yes. Uh, Bill Dotrieve would not want you to reveal his British roots, but Roy Dotrieve was a Shakespearean uh, Shakespearean stage actor. Um, fucking legend in, um, in the thespian world. And he actually um, came back into prominence late in his life um, by doing all of the... Well, not all of them, um, but most... Uh, I think at least... At least the first three books of the uh, Song of Ice and Fire series on audiobook. Oh yeah, he's read them to me to fall asleep. To. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Roy yeah. Dotrice, and then as a nod to him for that, they um, make him one of the pyromancers that Tyrion enlists to help him uh, douse the um, douse the the great chain of the Blackwater in whatever the fuck they call. Whatever the fuck they call the the, the gasoline fire shit. Um, yeah, yeah, the the, he, the, the, the the dragon fire. Uh huh. He's he's the, he's the pyromancer for that. Uh, and, and then he he actually thing. passed only within the past couple of years. But Karen Dotrice is his daughter, which I did not know until we started doing this. That, that that's a good tidbit, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that concludes the segment we call. That's a good tidbit, Tim. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. That's the segment that's called nice. Nacho Nacho Trees. I don't know. It's not. It's no good. 
God bless editing. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, we'll talk more about Matthew Garber later, but just know that those two are going to play Jane and Michael Banks, and it's their performance in this movie that uh, secures their spot as Jane and Michael Banks. Um, so, I, uh, 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 big, big ups to the two of these kids, though, um, for, you know, they... I was immediately able to forget them as the Banks children and believe them in these roles uh, despite being the exact same kids um, like from top to tail like even their silly little hats were the same uh, but good job kids great job good kids job. Um, yeah, I liked no, they, the two. They, they fucking crushed it. I liked the the two boys that were uh, that were. Uh, his name's Jordy in the movie, and her name is Mary. Um, but I, I liked the two boys that were like his uh, his older uh, toadies cohorts in like this too. Bad, bad boy uh, entourage. Like mm-hmm. the, the not that the bad though. With the bullies with heart. Not even. I wouldn't even say bullies. Uh, they just got. They just got confused. For a minute, yeah. For just a second, they were being dicks, and they were like, "Our bad, dude. We were just they, trying to be look. Up. Let's go fix they, the frog." They were they were the same people that me and my pedicabber friends were when a guy yelled at us for parking in front of his house, and then we found out who he was and completely review bombed um, his law practice until he had to take his website down. <laughs> wow, that's. It was more egregious than that. He, he was a huge fucking asshole, like threatening violence and shit for us parking near his house to walk to our storage unit. Um, yeah. And he, yeah. he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking, like, leaving notes on the car saying he was going to fucking have the cars towed and shit when it was, like, literally public street. And nobody was doing anything, yeah. like, bad in front of his house or whatever. It was just like, yo, this is where we have to park to go into this unit. Like, get a life, dude. Yeah, but didn't... Didn't you also, like, throw parties in that storage unit? In the storage? At, like, at, like four o'clock in the fucking morning. That that was, like, a mile from his house. All right, fair enough. Yeah, it had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about it. I, I, I just, you know... I'm the, I'm the guy... I'm the, I'm the Iger apologist, so I've got a soft spot for shitty attorneys. I don't think we really wrapped that story up, but it doesn't matter. We can revisit it later. Um, I have to run and grab my notepad, so give me just a second. If you want to take a piss, go take a piss. This almost had um, another piece of Mary Poppins' DNA in it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I feel like I do. Is it... um? No. <laughs> uh, so they get. Oh shit! What was that? That sounded bad. That was my mic. Um, I don't have the stand for. It. Um. Uh, it, it wasn't a stand as much as a. What happened to the stand? Is that your daughter? No, she's asleep. That was my phone. I was okay. turning it off. Um. It wasn't a stand as much as a mic arm, but it lost, like, all elasticity. Um, Anyways, uh, the other piece of uh, Mary Poppins' DNA would have been Glynis Johns, who was going to be the voice of Thomasina. I didn't want to say the name Uh, dumb or sound like an idiot. Yeah, uh, but it ended up... 
being. They ended up not using her for no real uh, identifiable reason. Um, they got this uh, English actress named Espeth March, who uh, did a real fucking Scottish kitty accent. Uh, but yeah, Glynis Johns was the mother from um, from Mary Poppins. And from what I've read so far of Mary Poppins, uh, the movie is real good with adding in shit that is not in the book. Um, the whole uh, suffragette thing that she does, which is one of the more memorable parts of that movie, yeah. um, doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be in the book. Um, and so the fact that they include that or that they staple that on uh, is, is really cool. Uh, but we'll get to all that. This is not that movie. This is not uh, that movie. I cannot fucking wait for that movie. I've downloaded all the books. I cannot. Same. I'm so excited. I love, I fucking love Mary Poppins. And sadly, Glennis Johns did not get the part. And neither did Ginger Pearson, who is another. Who's Ginger Pearson? I don't know. Um, The movie star. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the the sex pot from Gilligan's Island. Were you a Ginger Pearson guy or were you a uh, Marianne guy? Uh, It honestly, uh, I was a. Why, why not both? Kind of guy. You now, and now you're a now you're a Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Millionaire. I am. Yeah. I am. I am. Oh, what's he called her? He just called her Honey. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 what was their fucking? The name? how how the I want to say Howitzer and Howells. Yeah. yeah. The Howells. Yeah. No, I would. Uh, honestly. That's Bob Iger. No. I'd fuck anybody on the island. <laughs> the prof- he let the professor fucking peg you. Why? I guess he wouldn't peg you. He'd just fuck you in the ass with his dick. I bet. I bet he. I he. The professor is the only one on the island who has an invented lube. And so he made it out of coconuts. Yeah, of course. That's all he's got to work with. But thank God he was fucking there. Good thing. The millionaire's money is worthless. Uh, they what? I I. Why was there not? I'm sure there was. Why was there not a Gilligan's Island uh, Titanic submarine parody skit on Saturday Night Live? That'd be good. That's a good show. That, that'd be good, yeah. Alright. Uh, yeah. The hardest the hardest thing to cast wasn't the kids we're going to talk about. Uh, but it was the cat. A marmalade, a marmalade cat from Southampton. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that old expression, it's like herding cats. Well, they had to herd cats. So many fucking cats uh, and now I think it it was probably the incredible journey uh, that made Walt go alright people like cats I like that boy dog's big puffy pussy so let's do more with pussies huh uh, but wh- how, how much did uh, how much was it that the incredible journey ended up making like Six or seven million. Six or seven million dollars uh, that they made off of just throwing cats in the fucking in, in the lake. It's all you gotta do. Fucking fucking kick a puppy, skin a cat, and you too can make seven million dollars. And here comes. Yeah, just let, let a let a porcupine sting a dog's face. That porcupine stung that dog. Mm-hmm. That looks super real. It uh it it had to be right. Um, no. <laughs> okay, so 
I think it, it couldn't have been. So in Walt, uh, in Walt, in Walt's perfect fucking form, this is a situation now where Walt, being Walt, does the thing where he goes to the fucking newspapers and he gets on TV and he's all like, "We've done it. We found the perfect cat. We were fucking. We were walking through Southampton and poof, there it was, the star of the fucking show, Thomasina. We knew it had to be her." Uh, but there were like fucking 40 cats in this thing. Um, and, you know, this is also a situation where every every time Walt goes on The Wonderful World of Disney and tells a story about what you're about to watch, at this point, having read all the articles that we've read, I feel like every time Walt says something, uh, it's only, like, either the opposite of true or just an inside joke to him at that point. Uh just like how he said uh, Paul Gattaca's his friend. Yeah, he's all like my my friend Paul Gattaca's, and that's the that, that's the same fucking uh, that, that's the same episode of the Wonderful World of Disney where he's all like, hey, he's got two cats sitting on his desk, right? And he's like, I'm more of a dog guy, and the cats look up at him, and he's like, ah, I'm starting to like cats, and like in my head, I'm all like, ah, that's just him laughing about throwing cats in the water and making seven million dollars, uh, and Paul Gattaca's. Uh, referred to Walt as uh, the God Walt. Yeah. Uh, in an interesting turn of events, since the book was called The Cat That Thought He Was God, She Was God, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll never know if that story's fucking true or not. I, I imagine Paul Gatticus was real happy about that fucking Disney money. Uh, but can we spend just a couple of minutes before we dig into the movie itself talking about these cats because without Thomasina you got nothing doesn't matter how many lives you want to throw at her without Thomasina you got no fucking movie and we already said that there were 30 you throw lives at her and you throw cats at trampolines to make this movie (laughs) they uh, they kicked cats they whipped cats they beat cats but if you're gonna have a bunch of cats on movie there's there's a saying in in Hollywood and I'd know this because I'm a member of FAG and we're on strike. Uh, I, I stand with the unions. Uh, never work with children or animals. But, like in the movie, nope. If you're going to work with animals in Hollywood, you want to keep it all in the family. And when it comes to keeping it all in the family, nobody did animals in Hollywood better than the Chipperfields. Mary Chipperfield, she's a bad lady, and that's who we're going to talk about. So Mary Chipperfield. uh, Mary Chipperfield, also kind of a baddie. uh, You know what? (laughs) Yeah, the worst ones always are. You think think the fucking... Did we ever get to see, like, young photos of of Carol Baskins on the... Like, she's not the... Yeah, I think so. Uh, She's not... Okay, so when when we're talking about Mary Chipperfield, know that she's kind of hot, but also think of the fucking Kent State gun girl. The one who shit her pants. And then we know how we're supposed to feel. <laughs> it's impossible to know how you're supposed to feel with someone like Mary Chipperfield. Um, so Mary Chipperfield came from a long line of Chipperfields. You may have heard of the Chipperfield Circus, perhaps. Um, originally born as Mary Rose Crowley. Uh, moving with the name Chipperfield for uh, for the sake of the circus, um, she specialized in monkeys. She was also the uh, animal wrangler for Doctor Doolittle. Her dad 
Jimmy Chipperfield uh, had what was known as a traveling menagerie. So, you remember how we talked about fucking Walt wanting to bring the... Hey, I'd take even a stationary menagerie right now. Any... You, <laughs> Uh, menage. The same of the old ladies in Europe. Not menage. Different. Uh, yeah. Different. Uh, this is when you fuck at least three animals. A menage a trois. Mm. Pronunciation is important, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, uh, kind of like Walt, like, turned all these Midwest small town theaters into a night at the opera by fucking forcing ushers into tuxedos and shit and, and putting up grand speakers. A, a traveling menagerie was was like a circus without the freaks. It was just animals in fucking uh, train cars and or fucking coaches traveling from small town to small town and you fucking pay a nickel, come into the fucking tent and, and look at these animals you've never fucking seen before. And really, when you fucking think about it, me and the kid right now, we're reading uh, Little House on the Prairie. Well, we started with Little House in the Big Woods. We've moved on to Farmer Boy. Uh, that, uh, what's your, Laura Ingalls Wilder? <sighs> fucking choice, mm-hmm. dude. Have you re- have y'all done, have you and the kid done the Little House books yet? No, we're we're uh, we can't we couldn't find Winnie the Pooh, so I pulled up uh, Wind in the Willows, and I realized I like Wind in the Window, Wind in the Willows, maybe more than any children's book of all time. Oh, absolutely! Wind in the Willows, little bit highbrow for a six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah. But we do, we just kind of go with it. She gets the gist. So you know, it's not highbrow for a fucking six-year-old. Fucking Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> okay. It's. So good. Every chapter is like 10 minutes. They're all episodic. And you, as you're reading through Laura or her husband, Augustino, or whatever the fuck his name is in Farmer Boy, like, Louisa... Is it, what, Laura, did Michael sorry. Landon play one of those? Yeah, yeah, Michael Landon. Did, I, I've never seen the show. It, it, that doesn't matter. But the fucking book, dude, like, you are... A pioneer, like you are, you're Laura, man. It's so simple. The writing is so simple, but it's because she was a fucking pioneer girl. I don't know, man, but get get yourself just a little bit high and start reading Little House in the Big Woods, and you're gonna be like, man, that's a good book. Anyway, that's a good book, and they're really nice to animals in that book. You know who wasn't nice to animals? Fucking Jimmy fucking Chipperfield, fucking. Uh, owner of the Chipperfield, eventually the Chipperfield Circus, and so the Chipperfields get in trouble once. Also the Romanis. <laughs> the Romani people. They get in... They get in At the end of this movie. Uh, they get in trouble once during the fucking circus times, so and people are like, well, this is a pretty brutal fucking circus, and they leave the fucking circus life and move to fucking Hollywood and start doing the whole Hollywood animal wrangling thing, which is how... We get to our friend Mary working with Walt and being the animal wrangler, specifically the kitty cat wrangler, and all the other fucking animals at this witch's house uh, for this movie, The Three Lives of Thomasina. Now, you'd think with how not fucking terrified and dead behind the eyes. Man, and by the way, that good witch is a bad witch. Ooh, that good witch is a baddie, though, that nasty. That's a good witch. Uh, so um, let's fast forward a few years in Mary's life, being someone who's 
uh, been exploiting animals for profit for a long, long time, but not in the cool way, like a zoo, in the shitty like way. Like a Jane Goodall. Like a like yeah, like Jane Jane yeah yeah. Make all the money you can, Jane Goodall, but fuck you, uh, Carol Baskins. Um. So in 1999, fast forward a few years, finally. Mary Chipperfield gets what's coming to her, and we all find out what a fucking monster she's been for the last fucking. Is this like you talking about? Uh, is this like you talking about the chick from Sound of Music? Uh, I drink a lot of Malibu Maria Maria episode, Von Trapp. So remind me what happened here with with Maria, Maria Von Trapp. You talked about how much of a monster she was. Uh, but w- was she not really a monster, or was she? No, I think she was. We have not we have not spoken of anyone on this show, except for maybe the American government for dropping the bomb on the Japanese. Um, who's worse than Mary Chipperfield? She she. What about the British government for taking Haley uh, Haley Mills's money? That was pretty bad mm-hmm. too. The British government taking Haley Mills's money that was fucked up. Nineteen million dollars. Um, that that it, they didn't kill as many Japanese people as. They did take dollars. Take dollars from Haley, from Haley. Haley Mills, and she's a fucking yeah. sweet baby angel. Anyway, uh, no one, we have never met a monster like Mary Chippenfield, and here's how we all know she's a monster. In 1999, she was taken to court because two animal rights activists, Terry Stalker and Rachel White, infiltrate the infamous Chipperfield Circus. Um, did he have to stalk her to do that? So, they... They basically they got jobs at the fucking circus. Like they, um, you missed my joke. I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. Terry Stalker. Oh, I get it now. Did he got? Right. <laughs> Let's edit it back. Say it again. Did he have to stalker to do that? <laughs> I get that joke now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how editing works. Okay. All right. So, Keep going. Uh, yeah. Now, mind you, I'm getting this information from The Guardian, um, but uh, during the trial of Mary Chipperfield, where uh, she, I, I'm allowed to call her a monster because she was convicted. These aren't, uh, these aren't alleged. These, she was convicted of this crime, so I'm going with it. Oh. So, uh, Terry Stalker and Rachel White get jobs with the Chipperfield Circus, Um and during their time at the circus, they kept diaries. And those diaries were entered into uh, the animal abuse case against Mary Chipperfield um, and her partner, Steve. We're going to call him Steve because that's his name. Um, so I thought it would be fun to read a few entries from Terry Stalker and Rachel White's Mary Chipperfield Diaries. Are you ready? Let's do it. Here's the kind of fucking bitch she was. 17 October 1997. A delivery of animals has just arrived from Dublin Zoo. In a tiny crate, there are three wallabies. Bits of fruit are thrown in through holes in the side. John, the driver, tells Mary that the animals have been in the crates for two days. Mary decides to leave them there for one more night. Like, there's a situation where you're like, ah, all right fucking bitch but that's just a that's a fucking bitch scenario right like it's it's abuse but not to the extent of of what we're gonna get to um 
So they start putting uh, cameras in their pockets. They're recording constantly. Um, this is in '97. This is this was happening in 1997. Uh, so like 30, 34 years after yeah. the Mary Chipper yeah. feel. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, mind you, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about this the fucked up shit she did to these cats, other than bouncing them. This is she's in her 60s at this point. Too. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the there's an elephant that lives uh, with this circus. Uh, his name is Timbo. Uh, and remember, Steve is Mary's partner. So here's another entry from the diary. Uh, Steve gives the male elephant, Timbo, a good beating because he's eaten his jacket. He punches his trunk and calls him a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that real? Yes. Yeah, these are all... These are all fucking. Right. I mean, look, it. I don't know what's more funny that he ate his jacket or that he punched him and called him a fucking cunt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it got a compounded chuckle from me. Uh, so, uh, 9th of October, uh, Steve has a metal bar in his hand and has just beaten Timbo. He says, "Elephants must respect him." We ask him how, and he replies, "By showing his fist." <laughs> so, so this this jackass Steve. Uh, who's who's part of the Chipperfield Circus? Uh, he just he's all like these, these elephants are gonna learn a thing or two, or I'm gonna bang cow right in the kissa. Uh, so 18th October, Mary pokes one of the tigers with a stick and calls another bastard. That afternoon, we see Mary using a stick to strike the elephants. We check the tape and find that there is no sound. Uh, 19th October. We arrive at 9.30 a.m. and shovel muck into the trailer before giving the tiger... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, go on. You check the tape and find that there's no sound? Was she, like, silently doing it? Uh, no, the... the or they just lost sound, and so it wasn't, like, admissible? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I... These are just diary entries. Um... <laughs> Mary's such an asshole. Okay, here we go. Uh, 19 October... Wait, no, 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 we did. Yeah, no, no. 19 October. We arrive at 9.30 a.m. and shovel muck into the trailer before giving the tiger pins a good clean. We go back in the afternoon and help clean out the elephant pins. Mary says that Timbo tried to take her pitchfork, so he stuck the fork up his ass. She stuck the fork up his ass? Yeah. She stuck a pitchfork in that, in that elephant's ass. Like, up his anus, or just like... Well, I... I whatever, it doesn't matter. That's terrible. That's not funny. No, it's it's awful. No, she's a terrible person. Hold on, okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Steve has been told to kill some chickens because they are no longer laying eggs. He catches a white one, holds it by the legs, and smashes it against the wall. He beats it against the wall again and again and throws it to the ground. The bird is bleeding but still alive. Eh, it'll die. Steve shrugs. I report the incident to Mary. She says she'll kill them herself. We ask if a friend with a small holding can simply have the hints, but Mary says, No. Later that day, we go to the shed where Trudy, the chimpanzee, is kept. <laughs> Dead chickens don't talk. <laughs> Dead chickens tell no tales. <laughs> Mary is trying to put her in the box, but she is screaming and won't go in. Mary begins to hit her. She strikes her across wait, the... Wait, what, what animal is this? This is a chimpanzee. Oh, no. They have chimps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he... <sighs> Here's. All right. 
Okay, okay. He, he, this is the... Is this gold star territory? No, it's not. Like, that. Here, I think the situation here is this is not gold star territory, but this is the one that upsets me the most because it, it shows that Mary isn't just... I'm pretty upset about her shoving a pitchfork up the elephant's ass. Right, 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 right. But it, this shows that she's not just violent with the animals, but chimpanzees are fucking smart, dude. She's gaslighting these fucking animals, too. Check this shit out. Ready? Uh, later that day, we go to the shed where Trudy, the chimpanzee, is kept. Mary is trying to put her in her, put her in her box, but she's screaming and won't go in. Mary begins to hit her. She strikes her across the body and face with her hand and kicks her in the back. She will still not go in. Mary drags the chimp out of the cage by one arm and picks up a riding crop and begins beating the tiny animal. Trudy finally goes in, and Mary hugs her, saying she's a good girl. But... When she tries to get her in the box again, Trudy refuses and Mary begins to thrash her. As Mary leaves, Trudy is sobbing. Mary calls... Wait. Sobbing? She's... Yeah, dude. Can... Can... I didn't know animals could cry. Yes. Like, tears? Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't like that at all. Chimpanzees are basically just drunk five-year-olds. With... 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 With monster strength. Anyway, I don't like it at Damn, all. Damn, I wish you had used that monster strength on Mary Chipperfield. So, here's the fucking thing, man. Okay, the, the more I read about... Anyway, anyway, okay. All right, let's go back. Hold on. Because I, I was reading it really good. Wait, I'm going to read it again. But when she tries to get her in the box again, Trudy refuses and Mary begins to thrash her. As Mary leaves, Trudy is sobbing. Mary calls her a cow and says, Yeah, you can bloody cry. 30th of November. I thought she was American. No. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think she is. No, she's not fucking American. The Chipperfields? I don't think they're American. Okay. Whatever. No, 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 no. It's no, fine. No. Yeah, okay, anyway. 30th of November. We hear screaming from the chimp ship. Trudy is getting another beating. We switch on the camera and go in on the pretext of asking Mary a question. Mary is shouting at Trudy and beating her with the riding crop. Mary chases Trudy around in the cage, lashing at her and calling her an idiot. Trudy tries to grab the ball she uses for her comfort, but Mary says, You're not having that. Anyway, it goes fucking on and on. Um, Mary fucking Chipperfield was a real asshole. Uh, But... I was thinking about this a little bit, and I'll be goddamned if the more I read about Mary Chipperfield and the Chipperfield family, if I couldn't help but think about the entire fucking plot of the movie Nope. Have you seen Nope? I love Nope. It's so fucking good. But from top to bottom, the Mary Chipperfield story is kind of built in to Nope. Like, you start with a Hollywood animal wrangling family, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the subplot of... Uh, nope, spoiler alert. Uh, then you have the subplot of a chimpanzee that's been abused to the point of murder. Right? And, like... Um... I, is see, it, I didn't is take... It, I didn't... Is it a stretch? I didn't take, um... 
I didn't necessarily take it as a reaction to abuse as much as just like a fucking a snap. A snap. Right? right like, right, right, it, right, wasn't right. it a camera? Right, but there's. It's there. The 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 concept of was it a cam? Oh no, the camera was, the camera was get out. Yeah, this was a. It was the. It, it, Balloon make, popping. They make it feel like it's the 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 yeah. The, he, Jordan Peele makes it feel like it's the balloon popping, that that, right. that snaps him off. And to me, that that balloon popping be the being the piece that that snaps you is because your whole fucking life has been beating you know cracked with a whip the fucking riding crop you know what i'm saying i it it just feels like there's too much coincidence for it not to have been a little bit of an inspiration but that being said all mary chipperfield did on this movie was literally kick a cat bounce it off some trampolines and make sure that a frog lived in a box happily so you know uh, she was found guilty on 15 counts of animal abuse and I uh, did I, she go to jail she went to jail I don't remember her sentence but she got some pretty serious time for it you know what I'll through the power Good. through the power of editing I think it's important that we know the sentence but I'll just tell you later oh uh, never mind she didn't go to jail I feel really bad for thinking that she went to jail. I thought she should have gone to jail. Uh, here was Mary's punishment for being a real fucking dick. Um, Mary and Steve were fined 8,500 pounds. That's nothing. Uh, nope. I mean, that's a lot to me. That's it. Fines of a, of a few thousand pounds. Well, hopefully they never worked again. They sold Flora, Opal, Timbo, and Rosa for $100,000. Did they keep Trudy? Due to public pressure from animal defenders, many supporters, uh, Mary Chipperfield Promotions voluntarily relinquished ownership of chimpanzee Trudy for her own good. Uh, Trudy was free to remain with her adopted family in Monkey World. Sweet. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. That fucking sucks. That sucks. Well, I mean, all I read about, uh, like, animal abuse on this movie is them bouncing cats on trampolines. Uh, and then, uh, at one point, you can tell that they definitely shove that cat. Uh, <laughs> like, the cat is just, like, like pushed off of the camera. And then, also, anytime the cat's, like, laying there, like, uh, still asleep or whatever, apparently that was really hard to get them to do, uh, so they would drug the fuck out of them. And which I imagine they also did to that badger. Oh, my that badger, God. That badger... That badger was on some fucking smack. That badger was fucking doped up. Uh, honey badger don't give a fuck. Honey badger is scary. I am afraid of badgers. Oh, honey badgers will pick fights with fucking lions and shit. Mm -hmm. Honey badgers are like unhinged maniacs. Mm -hmm. That ain't no honey badger, though. That's just a regular badger. Yeah, even still. I... Like, they, they like literally found that honey badgers like don't have like, the right skill in their brain for survival to where, like, other animals are like, holy shit, that thing's fucking crazy. What a fucking evolutionary impact that is. 
I feel like that's what's happening to everybody in Lubbock. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> that's Brooklyn was saying that you were telling her about that. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking sucks. There's no, like, pockets, like, hey, like, this is the cool place where all the people go to talk about, like, how much this place sucks, and, yeah, college and we're camp- all cool, it's though. college campus. I mean, like, I feel like Arlington sucked, but, like, no, no, caves and Tonstoffel were cool. It's not, it's not the same. No, I guess it's not. No. Because, like, Arlington, you were only 15 minutes away from Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here you're more than 15 minutes away from a person who is worth. Never mind. I don't want to. I don't want to talk that. That darn cat. Dude, I I was so worried that I published the first part of uh, Sword in the Stone with because I was I, I I now I edit while I play Diablo. <laughs> cool. Because they go hand in hand. It's really easy to. To play and um, is Diablo as good as I think it is? Diablo's great, Fuck, I and the Diablo. story's great. Um, but uh, sometimes now I'll be like playing, and I'll be like, okay, well, like it's always online, so like I'll be like, oh shit, I gotta edit that part out. But like I gotta kill this horde first, <laughs> and uh, if I don't, then. You know they're gonna kill me while I like pause and cut this out or whatever. So I have to like wait till I wipe them out. And then I think that I was like, okay, I'm gonna cut out the part about him talking about, and um, and then I was like, shit. Like two hours after I published, I'm like, I feel like I feel like I published him talking about, like literally saying because I I I put in you talking about before, but not. With with the name of the restaurant, yeah. Which like, honestly, if you cared that much, like you wouldn't post about plusin and cussin on your uh, Instagram that has you talking about your work on it. Right, right, right. right but right. like, I was like, okay, so it won't be like a disaster or anything. Then I went to edit like the second one and realized it was in there, and I totally cut it out. So no worries. Nice. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I was like, oh, I guess I'll I'll get near full, and then I'll tell that one thing about. Well, if you didn't, you know. <laughs> uh, we do have some new fans that work for me, though. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You I, didn't you didn't respond to my my zoom in picture with the I, the, the feely no, uh, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, uh, I my my buddy. Uh, He's having he was having a rough day, right? And we go into the office and he just starts to fucking sob. And I was like, holy shit, what's going on? And he tells me about how like so here's he, Lubbock Lubbock sucks so much. Um, but he was in bed and somebody fucking broke broke his window and started climbing fucking in through his bedroom window. Uh, so he had to, you know, grab his gun and go out onto the porch and fucking I need you to stop what you're doing, please. Uh, which sucks. Like, at no point ever is it fun to pull your gun on another human. Ever. And so this dude is still, the next day, like, you know, everything worked, everything's fine, he's fine. If He never had to pull the trigger. Dude just ran off. 
everyone is safe, but like he's fucking sobbing and I go, dude, do you just need a hug? And so I'm hugging him and he's crying and there's snot on my shoulder and like while we're hugging he goes, on an unrelated note, I really like your show. <laughs> and, then he, and then he starts to cry again and man, like, we did it. We made one person have a good time on a shitty day for like just a second. That hey, we're going on 4,000 listens now, so. Well, would you look at that? Would you fucking look at that? And you know why? It's because we do the hard work. We do the hard work drinking Bud Light because we're allies and Malort because we're crazy. And reading all about the animal abuse that you don't want to read about when you watch a movie that you never watched. Well, let's actually watch that movie now, huh? Yeah, you did. I watched some of it. Um, so I, we're going to get to the part where we, where we actually hurriedly kind of talk about the movie um, moment to moment. Uh, but I am going to fill up some ice um, for my famous grouse here. Have a little scotch and soda while I, while I get through this. Because it uh, looks like I'm going to be doing the heavy lifting from here on out. Thank you for your uh, research. I didn't think we were going to get any kind of behind-the-scenes shit. I thought this was going to be one of those uh, you know, little buried treasures that we just kind of dust off and do a cursory glance at. But that's that's interesting stuff, the, if a little bit grim. I may, I may be on strike with my brothers and sisters in FAG, but uh, my audience deserves the best of me. Well, I okay. So, do you follow the guy that does Bistro Huddy? Uh, I watch his I watch his stuff. I like that guy. He, he, he hey, he's got a pretty good understanding of uh, he knows what of restaurants. Are, he knows what restaurants are like, and he's he's really capitalized yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh huh. He's 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 found like the kernels, uh, and and threaded them pretty well. Yeah. But he did a video that was like, "Hey, uh, I just wanted to like I checked with my with my fag representative, and um, and they said like I could absolutely continue doing this because it's just shot at home, and uh, and I could also continue to do the uh, you know the partnership that I have with this brand or whatever uh, because it's not some asshole that's writing this shit for me to do, and that's who we're striking against." So. You know, just checking in with everybody. Cool. Uh, and we don't get paid by anybody. No, this costs us a lot of money. <laughs> this actually costs us money. So, man, uh, uh, it costs us money and time with our families and uh, and subscriptions, and we have to pay to money to the Catholic. So. We we have to give money to the the fucking Catholic League. Yeah. <laughs> we paid the Catholic League to make this show. Fucking, we we bought Bill Donahue's like fucking straw to drink his fucking babies or whatever the hell. It took me like seventy dollars to print two t-shirts. <laughs> oh, I need that t-shirt. I gotta get you this shirt, dog. I wear it all the time. I wore this t-shirt to the Blink One Eighty Two show, um, and I was way too high to talk to anybody about it, but I did. <laughs> see people enjoy it <laughs> so like i'm sure it works. speaking of getting high uh tomorrow is going to be the first day that i'm home alone in like fucking so many years dude oh wow like ashes in europe uh and the 
girls and Mateo are going to the beach, and I'm off. Wow, till Wednesday. So you, it's a, oh, if it's a Wednesday, I'm not off. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're, so you're off until Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm off until Wednesday at 5 p.m. Yeah, that's a that's a, you're gonna have a, you're gonna you're gonna touch your pee pee in every room in that apartment except Brooklyn's. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking, um, I'm going to take some mushrooms that I've had for literal years. Ooh. I'm going to take some mushrooms that I've had for years. I'm going to get on my bike. I'm going to ride around the Salado Creek, uh, Greenway. Yeah, somebody just died on that. Uh, well, that's not going to be me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I shouldn't, after you told me that story, I shouldn't have told you about the murder on Salado Creek Greenway. Oh, they have to catch me to kill me, right? That's what I always said in Philly. <laughs> Unless they're, like, bow hunting, you know? Uh, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bike on the Salado Creek Gameway, bike home, and then fucking jump into the goddamn pool and be on mushrooms the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I would just get scared of umbrellas. I don't know. Mushrooms are pretty mild. When I went and see to see Billy Strings on mushrooms, it was like it was pretty chill. See, was that a good? Show? I actually prefer. It was a good show. I'll send you. I'll send you a couple videos. Billy Strings is so great. Billy Strings put on the best one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Do you know what is? Do you, the I think I think the thing in our lives that no, it's not the weirdest. That would be COVID probably. But the second weirdest thing that ever happened to me in my life is uh, uh, Travis Barker ending up in Blink-182 and with a Kardashian. What a timeline for Travis Barker, huh? Uh, Maybe top five drummers alive in my life in Blink-182. It's wild. I mean, he's he's a punk drummer. Like he he drums differently. He's one of the best punk drummers, in my opinion. But I don't know. If I, I I'd be hard pressed to name like a single other punk drummer. I suppose. Uh, I think he could play anything you fucking told him to. And now bizarre. I gotta know more about the artist and the titty lady. I guess you better DM him. I did. He didn't answer. I also DM'd Jordan Peele. <laughs> he didn't reply. Uh, I uh, these are these are some these are some shots in the dark. I you well, sure you know, but like you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Fucking Michael Scott via Wayne Gretzky. Uh, so yeah, you, you you DM some folks. You fucking tag some folks. Uh, who else isn't talking to me? Um, fucking Alex Winter. <laughs> <laughs> isn't replying to See, me. Alex Winter, we could hold his fucking son hostage if we needed to because he lives here in San Antonio. Alex Winter lives in San Antonio? No, but his son does. That's a that's a weird thing for you to say. Alex Winter, if you're listening, oh, I would never take your son hostage. I just wanted to talk no, to neither you would I. about your new movie. But he, w- he would pop into Stella and Halcyon from time to time. Alex Winter's son? Uh-huh. He's a little ginger boy. He's very cute. And you could see you could see that he's Alex Winter's son. Cool. That fucking man, San Antonio is such a fucking great town. 
I love it. Are you stoked for Wimby? Uh, oh yeah, he's definitely gonna come into. Oh, of course he is. What? He's fucking French. He's gonna have to. And duck. it's one of it's it's one of the it's one of the best restaurants in San Antonio and, and it's one French. of the only French restaurants in San Antonio. He will be in there. Boy, uh, I want... Also, David Robinson comes in all the time. I've so, like, they're nice gonna guy, come in. And he tips good. Uh, He's so goddamn tall and Wimby's taller than him. Wimby's taller than him. Wimby... Yeah, anyway. What we got going on here? Uh, hold on. Sorry. Ready? I don't know what any of that is. Welcome back to Disney Plus and Cussing. That's a song by Doja Cat. Because uh, that's all I could think of for a fucking uh, cat-related song that wasn't Cat Scratch Fever. Unless we did... You'll take... Well, I mean, I think we need to get more Scottish. You'll take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll meet you there in the morning. Uh, the bunny, uh, bunny bone that I buried on me own. In my bunny, bunny bank in the backyard. That's a good. That's a, that's a good sound. Th throwback to Lady and the Tramp with Jacques, Man. which was played by Bill. Fuck, what was his name? He was in everything. Okay, I got some Cat Stevens. It's so stupid. Hey, what about this? What about this? This is getting into fucking uh, successful businessman territory, but. What's new, Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? Pussycat, Pussycat. I know how we have to come back. Are you ready? Welcome back hold to on. Disney Pussin' and Cussin'. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pussin' and Cussin'. Pussin' and Cussin'. Pussin' and Cussin'. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is the one. This is the one. This is how you do fucking pussin' cussin'. Uh, yeah! 
music about a woman you already know. No prostitution, but the mayor of your brain. Pussy control. Is this the 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 cat that Paula Abdul wants to fuck? It's fucking Prince performing uh, pussy but, control, damn. Mm. You don't know pussy control? Uh, no, no, I was thinking that it was a... Uh, I, I want to call him Mayor McCheese, but it's the, it's the cat that Paula Abdul is going to have sex with the animated cat. Yeah, 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 I know the cat that Paula Abdul is going to fuck in fucking opposites track. Yeah. No, I get it. She's gonna fuck a cat, but that that we should have also sung. We should have done that song too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I just decided that I'm gonna cut this into two pieces, and this is gonna be the second half. Welcome back to Pussin' and Cussin', uh, our kitty coverage of uh, 1963 or four or whatever the hell it is. Uh, three Lives of Thomas Cena. I'm Timasina, and I'm Deefy McPoyle. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is know. that is that a always sunny thing? What's you never found anything. What's this dude's name? Uh, oh, you know who I am? Uh, I'm uh, I'm Bruce. You could have been Andrew McDeefy. His name's Andrew McDewey. <laughs> Let's try again. Say it again. Say it again. Say the thing again. No, no. I'm leaving all this in. You're a fucking failure. <laughs> All right, it's time to actually get into the Three Lives of Thomasina. We didn't have a sign-off in the last one, so I'm just going to publish these at the same time. Um, but instead of having this shit be like three hours, uh, you're just going to get it now. So this movie fucking starts, uh, and we get that song that we already heard. Pussy control. And then this, yeah, and then the cat starts talking in Scottish. It's Esther March. And I believe her name is Espeth. Es her name's Espeth. And, and it's not the lady from Mary Poppins. It is not the lady from Mary Poppins, sadly. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this Scottish chick does a pretty fucking good job of narrating. I don't know. Do you feel like they lose the thread at some point with the whole, like, cat having a personality and mattering at all? Uh... Yeah, yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You didn't even fucking watch this I, shit. I watched, fine. I watched at least three quarters of it. I just didn't finish it. Okay. Well, um, so we, we get, we get the, the kitty. She's talking, hey, it's, it's like, oh, uh, these are the, this is the family I adopted. And she does throw in, uh, this is where I was murdered. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Um, it's definitely shot in England and some in Scotland. Uh, this is a Scottish movie, just like uh, Darby O'Gill was an Irish movie. This is a Scottish movie. Um, Invernock, Invernock, I think they call it, uh, is the name of the town. Um, and we are introduced to the, the starting characters. We did not talk about much of the cat. We, well, we talked about the Banks children. We didn't talk about Patrick McGowan. <laughs> um who is an Irish actor who plays the male lead in this, Mary's father. Hey, uh, uh, speaking McDewey. of McGowan, will you tell me the name of the witch lady? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I gotta look it up. She's great. Susan Hampshire. Susan Hampshire. <laughs> Susan, damn sure she pretty. Damn sure she pretty, yeah. Uh, Susan Hampshire. Um, 
decided, uh, when she was playing Lori, uh, Lori McGonagall or whatever, uh, <laughs> and we'll get to her, but uh, Andrew McDewey was, is played by uh, Patrick McGoohan, an Irish actor. I knew he looked familiar. Um, he's got that young Anthony Hopkins face. Yeah. But he's not Anthony Hopkins. Nope. Um, he he gets he has a lot of roles in the '60s and '70s. Uh, mainly one, uh, uh, he's in Columbo, I guess. Um, and then uh, there's a TV show that he's on for a very long time called Danger Man, <laughs> which I don't know anything about, but I guess it's his biggest thing. But um, uh, the movies that I knew him from, he plays in 1995. Uh, one of his I guess near to last roles he plays Edward Longshanks in Braveheart when he says and, and it's funny because he's playing a Scottish guy in this but in that he goes the problem is Scotland and so it's full of Scots <laughs> right before he reinstitutes Prima Nocturne uh, which uh, we all know too well <laughs> no, I don't know why I say that we don't know necessarily know it all too well it doesn't matter he's a fucking asshole in that movie he's, he's the guy that uh, Mel Gibson fights against but uh, before that he's in a movie that I like to watch when I'm drunk sometimes um, with Clint, East, a Clint Eastwood vehicle called Escape from Alcatraz yeah you seen that movie? yeah it's a good movie it's a, it's a good movie and he's the warden he's the he's the fucking asshole from uh, from Green Mile in not the Green Mile in this movie, uh, but it's the same goddamn character. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the Orden from uh, from Escape from Alcatraz. So, um, anyways, we have. Se- I knew I'd seen this motherfucker before. He's a great fucking actor, and he's a great fucking actor in this movie too. Yeah, he does it. They all. Everybody does a good job. I just don't. Like but we're him. introduced to him. This um, Thomasina says, "Yeah, no, this." Ah, fuck you. I like this more than C.B. Ray Vaughan. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants that. Especially not me. Um, Rotten hell, Stevie Ray Vaughan. So, Thomasina says, Yo, this guy was difficult even before he murdered me. That's uh, when Andrew, I was murdered. Andrew McDewey is the new veterinary clinician. He's a fucking... He's a vet in a Scottish town in 1912. Alright? So, one of the struggles that we're going to see is man versus society... Man versus, yeah, man versus society because the society is convinced that science isn't necessarily the way to go. Mr. Scientist. Yeah, there's a, there's, I, I, I did, living in Lubbock, I did watch this movie uh, and kept having people screaming at me for wearing a mask. Flashbacks. Come creeping in. Mr. Science coming in here with your vaccines and you're shutting down the farmers I will say that when I see someone wearing a mask like outside now I'm like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. You okay? You know? Yeah. It's... <laughs> I think it's a comfort object now. I think for a lot of people it's a comfort object, and for a lot of people it's a situation of... Uh, I've They've always had uh, autoimmune disorders or difficulties and uh now we just we just became a little more japan no yeah and the, the, some of them are just being polite and like hyper polite and some of them are uh fucking just terrified to be out in the world because the world was a fucking scary place before and now it's a much scarier place now uh, i guess so yeah. i guess so i mean i i did my part and wore my mask uh Probably not as long as was suggested that I do, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I really don't like putting it on now. It hurts, um, man. I hated it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I I, I see. I I took Brooklyn to school. Uh, I took her to SAC today, and uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> um. I was like, oh, she she needs me to escort her to school. I was like, so I wear my fucking MTV fucking gym shorts. I wear my uh, my M- Mr. T is King Tutankhamen tank top. Yeah. I wear my new uh, my new uh, like wide brim hat with mushrooms all over it that I can make into a little baby cowboy hat. Yeah. And these big uh, like glasses that are intended for girls with flowers all over them. And my new Tevas and my fanny pack. Uh, and I was like, "Hey, Brooklyn, when your advisor is um, is talking to you, and then she loses track of what she's saying, she's like, who's that cool guy over there?' You can be like, "That's my dad." <laughs> and and I was like, and I'll just look at her. And I'll just tip the brim of my hat, even though I wouldn't have normally been able to hear. I'll know. Um, and then I went into the liquor store to get my... not. I knew they weren't going to have Malort. It was the twin liquors next to the H-E-B on Marbach, because that's where she gets her braces done. And, um, and they're like, man... They're like, man, like, first of all, you got the MTV shorts, then you got this thing. And then you got the fucking fanny pack and this hat with mushrooms on it. I was like, yeah, man, I had to take my uh, my daughter to register for her first college courses, so I had to go real hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best episode of Looking Good, My Man, we ever did. Yeah, I am still wearing almost all of that. I'm just wearing some fucking jorts and the plusin' and cussin' tea because it's my go-to outfit these days. So, uh, speaking of dads going real hard into the pain, Andrew McDewey is going real hard into the pain of losing an ex-wife. What? You- or rather, not an ex-wife, his wife, the love of his life. <laughs> yeah, he, lost his- he lost his wife. He lost his regular wife. He's got a housekeeper. He, he, he's well off. Just like everybody in every Disney movie is. Yeah. Uh, Except maybe we'll, we'll get to Aladdin at some point. That, that's continuing but, the dead moms in Disney movies trope. By the way, when we do get to Aladdin, there's some proud boy shit we're going to have to get into. Ooh, but, uh, uh, 
we went and saw The Little Mermaid Jr. at uh, Moonlight Musicals, and they did a little tongue-in-cheek song where they had uh, someone dressed up as every Disney princess, except Jasmine. Lubbock. Am I right? Are you serious? Yeah, I am actually. Uh, but I, that's I, I, that's. Hey, I'm gonna say this as a, as a registered Arab. That's whack. I don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> I, th- I think they let each little girl pick which princess she wanted to be. It was children. Uh, it's kind of whack that there ain't no uh, a girl that wants to be Jasmine. There weren't no Jasmine. Uh, it could be because of racism. Uh, it could be because of the costume. What, little girls don't like wearing MC Hammer pants? <laughs> no, dude, they did have the fucking, the little kid that played Flounder. They had him wearing some MC Hammer pants, and he was cute as a button. I don't even understand what we're. Patrick McD- Andrew McDewey is a veterinarian in Invernock. He's got a daughter, Mary, and Mary has a cat named Thomasina. Thomasina puts up with a lot of shit from Mary, including getting dressed up like a little doll with a bonnet put on her. And this is funny to me because I like when people fuck with cats and put like a piece of bread around its head. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. No, uh, what was what, what, what's the name of the little girl? Uh, Kat, Karen, Kat, uh, Karen Dotrice. Karen Dotrice. Uh, Karen Dotrice talked about how uh, she didn't have a cat. She she couldn't bring herself to fucking bring an animal at all into her house because she just assumed that cats hated her because uh, there are like forty <laughs> cats on this thing and they're all getting abused by Mary and then they're all like all right uh, Carrie Karen you're gonna you're gonna dress this cat uh, in a bonnet it's gonna love it we promise and like take after take the cats are just like stop it stop yeah it. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop yeah cats look. I'm just imagining, like, dude, like, I'll just be petting Morty, right? By the way, special guest tonight, I let him stay in the room while we're recording uh, Morty. He's my cat that's, like, 14 years old. He was born in Maryland, and he lives here now. And I think if we move, uh, Morty ain't going to make it. But here, here. Hold on. I'm going to uh, get a little audio from Morty here. You hear it? <laughs> you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Morty uh, is very vocal and has been real, really pissing me off while Ash has been gone, just yelling about all the things he needs. I threw a shoe at the door earlier to get Morty to shut up while I was taking a nap. <laughs> that darn cat. Uh, but yeah, if I put, uh, you know, I'll just be petting Morty the way he wants to be pet, and he'll just decide he's going to attack the fuck out of me. Like, I have a literal scar that will never go away on my hand from Morty just, like, being like, fuck you, I'm done playing now. And and that's when you're doing things he likes. These are just, like, 17 feral cats that Mary found in parts of England. (laughs) I mean, to, to be fair... Like, they ain't feral no, no, once no. they've been through a training no. ringer. Uh, rigorous, uh, rigorous breaking and training. Uh, but you can see when this poor girl is trying to feed that cat, ha- cat ham, she, uh, uh, 
she said that it damn near took her hand off every single time, and I, I am just picturing like 15 takes. Of Don't feed the cat meat, Mary. <laughs> you not care about her health. Uh, Mary goes around uh, with this cat in a little stroller, dressed up like a baby. Pretty funny. Uh, she meets an old man named. Uh, and I thought that this was just okay. So, uh, full disclosure: the way that we watched this was uh, on YouTube, a with Portuguese uh, subtitles. <laughs> and so you can you got to take every name that's printed out there with a grain of uh, of salt. <laughs> and when I say salt, I mean sal. And there's a little enye symbol over the a. <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, they meet an old man named Thomas, T-A-M-M-A-S, and he's got a dog named Bruce. Bruce. And Bruce is his C&I dog, and he's got some steampunk goggles, and uh, and and Thomasina and Bruce have an exchange, or not even, I don't know. But, anyways, remember Thomas and his C&I dog, Bruce. Uh... We go to the clinic where Andrew McDewey is uh, performing his, his dark scientific arts. Uh, an old woman brings a dog in and he's like, hey, this dog, this dog has shitty lungs. He's got asthma. You're doing him no favors by keeping him alive. How like, old is your dog? Gold. He's like 15 years old. That's, he's a 15-year-old dog. That's an old dog. I'm going to kill him. Dog doesn't look good. He's all I got left, doctor. Yeah, well, you're not doing dog any favors. You're only trying to do yourself favors. Yeah, you're only doing yourself favors because you decided to get a puppy the day your husband died to fucking help you feel better. And now the puppy's going to die, too. You know what? The puppy's not just going to die. I'm going to kill the... I killed your husband. All right, well, it's not all... Not all that. That's how she feels. But he talks her into... His bedside manner is garbage. It, it, it's rather, rather shite. Um, he's not a warm man, but he is definitely skilled. But we're not going to necessarily know that until he meets the kindly woods witch, which we'll get to later. Um, he's he's put up a wall. He's put up a wall. Uh, but that uh, he does get her to concede to put that dog down, and then then his fucking waiting room pretty much clears out. And then it's like, uh, Jordy, uh, the Mike Matthew Garber character, has a frog that he found that has a broken leg that Mary advised him to bring to her dad. He can cure anything. I still love my dad. He's wonderful. Uh, he can cure anything. I've never seen him cure anything. He only kills things, but, uh... Well, Mary, take the frog to my dad. He takes a look I'm at the frog. He goes, dad. "Hey, you know what?" Your dad, Mary. Will you just take the frog to your dad? No, he hits me. He does not hit her. It's not not get it twisted. You think he didn't? She didn't take a few lashes from the shillelagh. Definitely didn't take any lashes from the shillelagh. That's a Scottish thing, right? He's, Shillelaghs. I'm thinking about hornswoggle here. I think shillelaghs are Irish. Oh, shit. Shillelaghs definitely Irish. Is it? It was Hornswoggle an Irish stereotype? 
Yeah, he's. I don't even know what a hornswoggle is. The, the wrestler, hornswoggle. Yeah, it's Irish. Never mind. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have said anything at all. Um. So there's this frog. <laughs> frog got a broken leg. He takes it to Andrew McDewey. Andrew McDewey says, "Froggy went to You know what? I can't. Did not have a good time. <laughs> I ain't gonna do shit for this frog. Fuck I don't work on frog. fucking frogs. That's not what he said. He's like, oh, nature will take care of it. Yeah, but the frog will die. Yeah, good. It's a fucking frog. So is is it the priest? Because they don't call him father. They don't call him pastor. But he is wearing is a Angus. Angus. Angus is great. I do like Angus. Angus. Angus might be my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, he's, he's the voice of reason. He understands everybody's quirks. Uh, he's trying to help... He's trying to fucking guide Andrew McDewey's cock uh, but the, into his tenant, as it would say, Laurie McGonagall. Uh, <laughs> Laurie McGonagall is a woods witch. Who lives they talk about a woods witch. We, we, which witch you talk about? You talk about a woods witch. Uh, I had when when we first meet Angus, uh, I wanted to I wanted to just take a second to acknowledge the score uh, when we when we're introduced to Angus uh, and hear oh the song. Oh my god! I know exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, that's Angus. Uh, hold on. No, I think what you mean to do when you do the... Oh, wait, no, that's that's Heavyweights. <laughs> what were you going to do? I was going to play that song that's like, Everybody wants to live like they want to live. And everybody <laughs> wants to be closer to me. Yeah, that, yeah, the song from Angus was uh, Jason Andrew Relva by Green Day. Um, I never saw Angus actually, but was the was the fat kid from? I, I say the fat kid from Heavyweights, the main character from Heavyweights. Uh, was he an Angus? Uh, I don't listen. Was he Angus? I I was a fat kid who loved Green Day, and then Angus came out, and I was alone, and then I went to the theater. And I was alone, and like hey, Angus hey. really. Ready for a Green Day joke? Ready for a Green Day joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. I was alone. <laughs> I was all by myself. <laughs> this is this is a great this, this is this show is like Oz, great and terrible. <laughs> this show is like Oz. Bunch of fucking gay dudes talking about nothing. Uh, we uh, so um, I don't think my Swifties listen to this show that much, so I'm just going to reveal the reveal that I've got for one of them, which is that uh, we're we're doing uh, we just did Reputation. We're going to do Lover, and then the one that's like super excited to do folk folklore and Evermore is going to be so ready to do folklore. And then I'm going to drop a bomb on her when we're finishing Lover next week that we've actually got a little surprise before Folklore, which is that we're going to have to cover uh, 
2019's Cats, which Taylor Swift is in. <laughs> and I have said, I've said it, I've said it multiple times that uh, that I mean this in every sense that you could take the word. Cats is the gayest piece of art that has ever been created. Oh man. It's like way gayer than two dudes fucking snorting poppers and boning each other in the ass. Oh man, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> Are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? Oh hell, never would there ever a cat so clever as a magic goop. <laughs> the rum tum tugger, he's a curious cat. <laughs> we um, might have to do a double feature and cover that shit on uh, on uh, Pussin and Cussin. That darn cats. <laughs> that be a darn cats. Episode. I'm, com- I'm coming to shifties. <laughs> Jordy taking the frog to the woods witch. <laughs> God. You know she's a. It's it's like the the older boys. There's a couple of older boys, yeah. and uh, they are like, "Hey, you're too much of a little bitch to take it to the woods, witch. Oh, you're too much of a little bitch. Oh no, none of us are little bitches. Oh, the, you you're the oldest one. Like, oh well, I was just joking. Well, well, fuck you. We're fuck going. it. Yeah, let's go. None of us none of us are little bitches. Let's go to the woods, witch. Do you get the feeling and, that like uh, older boys have also been like, once we meet the woods, witch. Like, I feel like there's also this, like, the, the older boys in town also come and hide in the woods, witches, bushes, and throw shit at her window. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a, like a, like in Porky's or Revenge no. of the Nerds. I don't get the, I mean, I if you want to fanfic it, yeah. But no, I don't get that feeling. I could, I could write you 90 pages. I could, I could, <laughs> I could as they're, as they're I walking into... <laughs> As they're walking into the woods, I'm like, this is good storytelling. I'm into it. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. If somebody sends me even five pages of Woods Witch fanfic, I will have another Plusin' and Cussin' t-shirt printed and mailed to their house. You heard it, folks. It's a call to arms. A call to pens. A call to keyboards, even. Make this cat come. With your woodwitch um, erotica. It is kind of an erotic woodswitch. Okay, so we get to the cabin. They've got... There's a bell. You're supposed to ring the bell. You put the animal in the box under the bell. Mm-hmm. It's like some of these like bird, bird and squirrel rehabbers that we have in, you know... Suburban and urban Texas. It's it's like uh, I guess there's one. I guess there's one close to Bassy. It's like the box at the firehouse where you can just drop a baby just in case. Everybody's right. just like, just well, bring, uh, just bring your animal. Leave so ring the bell. So we do get um, the witch singing, and then we learn later that she's actually uh, it's her loom, her weaving wheel that is creating these drumming noises. Uh, but they do think that she's playing a drum and beating and uh, while she's singing. And uh, I'm actually going to have... Uh, going to play the audio uh, of her on that drum 
or rather on that uh, on that loom that that does sound so much like a drum. Hold on. I literally heard her doing the the loom, and I was like, "That kind of sounds like the drums to Sick Man." <laughs> it's like I'm gonna throw that in there, and I just thought of the frog thing. <laughs> That's a good bit. It stays. <laughs> but she emerges, this woods witch. Kind of looking like a goddamn Disney princess. This woman is fucking beautiful. What's her name? Shirley MacLaine? I don't know. It. She's so pretty. She's so Susan Hampshire. Yeah. So, a little peek into Susan Hampshire. Susan Hampshire got into the role, and she decided, hey, if I'm going to be a woods witch um, with a bunch of animals, then I'm going to take a bunch of animals back to my fucking Chelsea flat in London. Let's go. <laughs> so she gets All a bunch of animals. She gets a bunch of cats. Uh, she, okay, so che- to her Chelsea flat, she takes a deer, three rabbits, a jackdaw, mice, and cats. Um, <laughs> quote, after a few days, she realized that was probably not the best situation and sent the animals back. <laughs> but we do have a really cute picture of her uh, hanging out with the two cats uh, while they eat food. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it would just be really funny if she gave all the animals back, which it sounds like she did, yes. as opposed to like being like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep one cat. I'll, I'll keep a kitten. No, 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 no. Yeah. All, all y'all motherfuckers got to get out of my house. Um, but just one more time, we need to give so much credit to cinemacats.com for <laughs> providing the most in-depth article I have ever read about the making of any movie ever. I do not. I have a feeling that Cinema Cats is going to become a lifeline for us this season. <laughs> Cinemacats.com is I'm I didn't think that we would find jack fucking shit on the three lives of Thomasina. <laughs> this article is amazing. There's a donate here button. Y'all get it. We're going to start a Patreon not for Even us. my iPhone is trying to tell me that Cinema Cats is not a trustworthy site. It, I know it's good. It's like you shouldn't be here. But there's no This is This is a doctoral thesis. <laughs> on, on the three lives of Thomasina, yes. Yeah. And the author takes no credit. What is that? I'm going to find Karen Dotrice on Instagram and be like, hey, do you know this article exists about that fucking movie you were in? Please. Okay, hold on. Recent posts. Oh my goodness. Who. who what if Karen. Wouldn't it be funny if Karen Dotrice was really, really active on Instagram? 
who is oh oh shit you know who is active on instagram cinemacaps.com baby oh really yeah. let's follow him right we now just did uh i am we are okay here's what we're doing please all of our listeners who actually uh, are being followed by plus and cussin's instagram right now forgive me when i delete everyone except cinemacats.com uh, you can find them at, at Cinemacats blog. I'm following them on threads. I'm so excited. I I Oh you're blind with your bone! I I vow that for pussin' and cussin'. <laughs> <laughs> the season three mega arc. I am going to get a hold. It's going to be like three episodes before we stop laughing every time we say that. <laughs> I am going to get a hold of whoever is running the cinemacats.com website and the cinema are we, okay. the cinemacats blog. Are we skipping? Are we skipping over uh, a drunken tiger or whatever the hell? Okay. So the next movie chronologically is a tiger walks. That's a cat. That's a cat. But that's the one that we were going to get Joe Exotic on. Uh, why? So let's. I'll use my birthday check. From your grandpa? Yeah. He still gives you those? Yeah. Okay, but. I mean, we can't really rope Joe Exotic in and say, like, hey, you gotta watch this movie and then record this episode with us, right? Right. That That's not a thing we can do. I, no. What can we do? So, we will get 15 minutes to talk to Joe Exotic, and I imagine that at least seven and a half... How would we mic it? We need... Just the same way I normally do. We would, we would need to get it right, and... Uh, we would need to... I think we might need to be in the same place for that. We might need to save that for the end of the season yeah. and meet in Arlington or something. Yeah, but no, we 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 need to talk. We just do we, next next time we meet, we do Mary Poppins. Yeah, and we save that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, when do we get to do that dark cat? After Mary Poppins. So, okay, so it goes Mary Poppins and that dark cat. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm still we even if it has to be its own episode, we're going to talk to Cinema Cats. Uh, blog. Sure. I think Joe Exotic will have to be its own episode, too. Uh, but I do think that uh, the Mary Poppins shit... Um, so, uh, one of my Swifties, Alyssa, she will be in... Um, she'll be in L.A. watching Taylor Swift um, on the week after the next time that we meet. So, I feel like we should do two consecutive, two consecutive weeks of... Uh, and, and do all the Mary Poppins shit in those two weeks. Okay. That would be, um, I think like the first two weeks of August, Perfect. or like July thirty first, and then the, and then the first week of August. Perfect. Okay. School starts August fifteenth. Are we still going to be able to record? Yeah, we should be. I hope. Okay. Hopefully, once I fuck, I'm going to fucking podcast school, baby. Hopefully, uh. When, when I've got this degree, we won't just uh, be able to record. We'll be good at it. Yeah. 
I, I would like for it to at least be like supplementary income. Uh, I am the the only thing that's really driving me right now, uh, and like because I'm having a tough time in this town, uh, is I I will be taking some of the same classes that Marcus Parks took. Oh uh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to absorb at least a little bit of that evil energy. Because I need it. And I want it. Uh, Pause real quick. I get it more ice. Yeah. Wait, are we still at the frog? Uh, Dookie. We, we, uh. Dookie is a. We, I got that. Tracker. I got that tape. I got that tape from a friend because we did a talent show at Oak Ridge Elementary School or it wasn't it was just Oak Ridge School in, in fucking pretty much Mansfield but off of Green Oaks and um, me and my friends we uh, we were like oh for our talent show we're gonna fucking be Green Day basically yeah. and we all like dressed up like as as well as one can in fourth grade as some fucking white kids uh, with rich parents, they had rich parents. I had parents whose grandparents paid for my fucking tuition there. Uh, but uh, and then we just like pretended like we were playing instruments and didn't actually sing anything at all uh, to "Welcome to Paradise." A classic lip sync. Because uh, they wouldn't let us do um, "When I Come Around" or. Uh, I actually, I don't think we were going to do when I come around. I think we were going to do basket case, and they would not let us do that because it had the word whore, whore in it. In it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they almost didn't let us do anything from that album because they saw the lyrics to Longview. Yeah, yeah, that will happen too. Man, parents were really worried about lyrics back then. Yeah. Fuck, man. Parents fucking suck, dude. You remember? You remember when the fucking. The worst thing you had to worry about your kids was whether or not they were listening to music that had the had the f word in it, and not whether or not they were they were gonna they were just gonna perform a mass shooting. No, I absolutely don't. I don't remember that because I ne- I always thought that was stupid, and I never ever uh like have been that kind of parent in in any way shape or form oh my god no i i I worry about i worry about my kid's mind getting warped from like the algorithms i had to we had to have a a a conversation like one of the first conversations we had to have with our kid was listen we're gonna cuss but you you shouldn't you're allowed to if you get it right but you shouldn't need to but these are adult words for adult situations um and also every situation i'm just gonna cuss that's what i do it's my, uh, it's my well, as, as it's funny because like if Addie were in our household, she'd probably be worse behaved than she is in your household. <laughs> and Aini has made a, 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 you know your barbarian child is, is well suited in her in her environment. My cleric child refuses; she does not like cussing. <laughs> so I'm a kid; I don't want to hear bad words. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of kids the McDewey 
Not McDewey. The Matthew Garber, whatever. Jordy has dropped off a frog at the Woods Witch's house. She comes out. She's looking like a fucking snack. Just a a smoke show. She looks kind of like Sleeping Beauty, right? She looks kind of like Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? She's gorgeous. She's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Did your algorithm show you that webcomic where the witch is all like, uh, she doesn't actually have any magic. She just pays people to do things. So she like, she like, she can conjure money, but it's like the only spell she knows. I'm really trying to get us back on track, man. So she conjures, so she she conjures some money and pays a guy to just quietly annoy a guy for his whole life. It's good. It's good. It's good. Sounds great. It's good. Reminded me of this woods witch. Back on track. Hmm. Like Sharon Osbourne trying to push Ozzy Osbourne onto a crazy train. That t- so that Thomasina is Thomasina's at the dinner table with her family. Um, and she goes up to bed. Uh. With. Mary. Uh, she's under the bed. Mary tries to bring her up to the bed. As her dad's telling her goodnight, he says, She can't stay in here. I don't know why. He's like, I'll bring you your dolly, Mary, but uh, you can't have Thomasina in here, so I'm going to throw her outside. And and then Mary's like, Hey, Thomasina, remember what we talked about? She winks at her. Thomasina winks back. They fucking stab a cat in the eye or something to get him to do that. Uh, chili powder. I sure, I sure hope not. No, I made that up. God, I hope not. It's it's literally the first recorded instance of CGI. That's what this is. <laughs> but uh, he throws Thomasina out. Thomasina runs around the side of the house, runs up the tree, hops up to the windowsill, and then she goes, you know what, Mary? Fuck you. It's Wednesday night. I'm going to the market because they're going to set up the stalls for the fish, and I'm going to eat some fucking fish. So fuck you. This is the last time Mary will see Thomasina for quite some time. Uh, and this is also the first time we see a cat get kicked on screen. It's at the fish market. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she's at the fish market. Um, some dogs chase her as she's eating a fish. And then somebody kicks a cat to get her to fucking move. <laughs> I didn't know that... I don't know. I guess the dogs bit her, is what it turns out. Uh, Thomasina goes missing. Um, Mary says, hey, fucking house mom, uh, housekeeper lady, would you do anything, anything for Thomasina? Yeah, sure, I'd do anything for Thomasina, little girl. But then you better let me go fucking look for her right now. Alright, go look for her. Mary and her boyfriends are running around looking for her. They find her. And uh, when they... They're like, hey, she's, she's fucked up. She's hurt. She's not, when they she's pick not her up... Good champ. Uh, what, what she is looking like is a stuffed-ass, like, badger or, or fucking, like, cougar or something. Like, it is the most obvious, like, stuffed animal that doesn't even look like a cat. It is... It is a, Did you, you... You catch that shit? Yeah, that's a, that's a poorly taxidermied cat, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like snarling like a fucking mountain lion. Yeah, that is not a good cat. Um, 
So, let's take it to dad. My dad will fix it. You ever see uh, you ever see uh, the documentary on Jimmy Savile? Nope. You know who Jimmy Savile is? Yes. He's awful. Uh, why'd you watch a whole documentary about him? I'm fascinated by horrible things. Same. But uh, he had a show called Jim Will Fix It. Um, <laughs> that's what made me think of that. Dad will fix it. <laughs> they run him to dad. Uh, in the meantime, as they're running by, uh, Bruce! Thomas's Bruce has been hit by a fucking car. He needs that dog. He just ran out. He ran out in front of me. He ran out in front of me. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know. I couldn't stop. Like, the dog fucking ran out in front of me. Hey, if he's running out in front of fucking cars, maybe he's not the best seeing eye dog. But that's not neither here nor that's there. What is here and about. there is Bruce sitting here fucked up by a car. Uh, and the guy's like, I'm a motorist with my motorist goggles and my fucking coat on. You know, like, he, <laughs> he's wearing all the shit. It's, it's just Mr. Toad. It's not. It's like 1912, man. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like the he's 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 the guy with the slingshot, right? Yeah. Like he stole a chaparral card from Six Flags <laughs> and bumped it bumped into a dog. The 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 main fucking thing happening in this town right now is that this blind old man seeing eye dog is fucked up, and he's a, this he's guy a nice is fucking. Guy. He's a nice guy. With a with a pretty good dog, uh, but his all eyes all eyes on Doc McDewey right now. Yeah, except, and he's except doing a pretty he's doing a good job. The dog. Middle of surgery, the children run in with Thomasina. This is stressful to me. <laughs> this is like some fucking ER shit, and then they're like, "Hey, my fucking cat." He's like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" I'm in the middle of. Like, the biggest fucking operation, like... And what I don't get is, like... The movie doesn't do a great job of explaining, like, if... Was there anything he could have done? Because he decides... I guess she's been bitten by the dogs. This, this, this animal has tetanus. Yeah. He pro Okay, but anyways, he promises Mary he's gonna fix the fucking cat. You promise, you promise, you promise. Yeah, fuck, promise. Get the fuck out the door. But. Uh, groundskeeper Willie <laughs> says, hey, uh, Doc, look. And he's like, oh, it's got tetanus. We got to fucking, you know, just kill the kill the cat. Yeah. It's like, but, 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 sir, you promised. It's like, ah, oh, well, yeah. Uh. We got more important fucking dogs to fry. It, the nature will take care of it. I've got other animals to kill. She'll understand. I think he literally said she'll understand. She doesn't. Uh, she, he saves she, the dog. She maybe even overreacts. Dude, she gets she gets a little creepy with it. It's a what's the whole I killed my dad thing about? <laughs> What? Yeah, no that that's where I wrote shit gets dark. Shit. This is when I first started taking notes. Shit uh, but I did. Did you did you get the did you get the uh, <laughs> did you get the the Simpsons clip I sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the worst. This <laughs> it's is a it's a guy shit. fucking defibrillating a hamster, and uh, then it's like Doc, it's, it's over. The hamster flatlines. It literally just says hamster on the name. Yeah, and he puts 
goes, this is a part of the job I hate. And he just throws a hamster into a trash can, but the tra- trash can has a fucking basketball net it's with a backboard. so good. And it doesn't even bounce off the backboard. It bounces off uh, just a the wall. The backboard. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. They used to... That's a good bit. That's a good... That's a, that, that, that's a good bit. <laughs> the trash can. This is the part of the job I uh, I, I mean that that shit's been on the air for that shit's been on the air for like 25 years and it's one of the funniest fucking things that's ever been on the Simpsons. How many animals does this doctor kill? Like he can't be super surprised that the, that his reputation starts to suffer, right? Well, so he has knowledge about science. He has knowledge that COVID is the, real. I fucking uh, do it, your own research. Like, he knows that foot and mouth disease, or hoof and mouth? I don't know. That's not a joke. Is it hoof and mouth? No, it, I, th- I, think it's, I think it's hoof and mouth, but kids can catch foot and mouth. Right. So, but if an animal has hoof and mouth, then they can infect the whole herd. And so he has two whole herds put to the sword or the gun or what the fuck ever. Wiped the fuck out. He had, he, he... And yet everybody says he's good with farm animals. That, right. He doesn't, he's great with farm animals. He doesn't understand pets. Pets. He doesn't understand. Because he's got no heart. He's got no heart for men's pets. Could, could you imagine if you had a sick snake? He'd, he'd destroy it just for... Existence. I think all snakes are sick. <laughs> sick. <laughs> this is fucking dope. You seen that new mint chocolate chip fucking rattlesnake? That's just pretty. Uh, what happens next, Deefy? You're still awake for this part. We never... <laughs> so you want to know what happens next for me? Here's what happened next for me. Uh, I was falling asleep on the couch, and like I would hear, I was I was at least listening to the film, and I would hear when ads would start, and I'd push A uh, on the Xbox remote. But at one point, I in my sleepiness pushed A on a YouTube ad for breakfast at Tiffany's on YouTube with ads. And so for 30 minutes of uh, The Three Lives of Thomasina, I listened to slash watched breakfast at Tiffany's with a yellow face uh, Mickey Rooney. Oh yeah, that's a better movie than this. Way better, but then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think that's Audrey. All right, Audrey so, and so new bit, new bit, more racist. What's the more racist thing? Okay. Uh, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's or the uh, the gypsies at the end of uh, at the end of Three Lives of Thomasina? Oh, Mickey Rooney. The, the mysteriously stapled on Act Four. <laughs> Mickey Mickey Rooney at Breakfast at, in Breakfast at Tiffany's without ever actually seeing the gypsies at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mickey... No, 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 no. Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's is, like, more racist than the Holocaust. Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's is the most racist thing I've 
I've seen in a long time. And here's the problem with that is that I was asleepish for that 30 minutes of breakfast at Tiffany's, but Addie wasn't. You 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 weren't jarred out of your sleep by Mickey Rooney and breakfast at Tiffany's. Did you did you watch Bugs Bunny nips the nips? Tammy, mm-hmm. you gotta watch that. It's that's more racist than Mickey Rooney. I, I gotta yeah. All right, that's where did I think they got one more video? I watched the I'll, I'll watch the Bugs Bunny right after this. You should watch the rest of this movie. I'm not gonna. All right. Well, all right. So, but I did get uh, after. Okay, we haven't, we haven't I, I've got the thread. I've got the thread. Please shut up. I've got the thread. Take me to cat heaven. The the boys, the boy. Okay. Thomasina gets put down. That had to happen. Um. They have a elaborate funeral for Thomasina. One of the kids playing bagpipes like Jonathan Davis. <laughs> we just, God damn it, you should have oh, just man. played that sound. Uh, yeah, play yeah, it, it's play fine. It, play, we, play, play, play. We're, we're two and a half hours in, so man. We're two and a half it? hours in. If we, you've got, we got to keep going. If you don't have time to do it right, when are you going to find time to do it This twice? is That's not doing it right. Don't tell me about doing it right when you didn't watch the fucking movie that we're supposed to be covering. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> um, Thomasina in a box full of flowers. It's so gorgeous. It's beautiful. Uh, they get this little girl who can cry on command, which like. I, I, you know, sure. I feel like I've seen this bit in some movie before. Either that, or it's the only thing I remember from my mom showing me this movie as a kid. But uh, elaborate funeral for Thomasina. This is a great locale. Come on. Turn it off. Okay. Fine. Mainly because I just did this bit on reputation uh, when I pretended like I was turning on Ready For It, which is the first song on reputation, and then I just put that on with all of them acting like how I was just acting to you. (laughs) Great minds think alike, baby. I can only write the jokes that were already wrote because I'm on strike. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you had half a fucking brain... You would have played the one with him doing bagpipes. I know, that's why I thought the joke was funnier. Because I okay, didn't all right. the bear of very little brain. Um, uh, so, Thomasina, actually not dead. The Woods Witch shows up. She's hot. <laughs> they, the kids run away. And then she goes, "What the fuck's going on with this shit?" Oh, did you see the? Did you see the little tombstone? No, what's it say? 
Uh, it's like, here lies Thomasina, most foully murdered. Uh, may she ascend into Saint... It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. It's like all misspelled and shit. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I missed uh, She looks at that and she's like, uh, what the fuck? This cat's heart's still beating. Why would you, why would you bury it? So she picks up Thomasina, takes her to her cottage. Thomasina then ascends, well, maybe before that, ascends into cat heaven. Where all the cats are Siamese. Are they? Well, okay, so do you, you read the the Sandman series, right? Yeah. You remember Bast? Yeah. The cat with her titties out? Yeah. Because there's all the gods and stuff that show up to try and take hell, control of hell. She has done nothing wrong because she has great titties. She has great titties, and she's also fucked Morpheus before. <laughs> Morph- Morpheus and Titty Cat getting it out. <coughs> Hello? Uh, hey everybody, Timmy Q here. Um, as you can see, something went wrong uh, when we were uh, recording where my shit cut out and uh, Chris has kept going. Um, <clears throat> I ended up coming back on. He uh, kept recording um, and then uh, he told me that he had broken everything up into two. Um, so I edited down everything that that he had sent me um, to a certain point, and then the second half of what he sent me was actually just his entire recording. Um, so that ended up uh, really fucking up where I was in the editing process because I would have had to find just I would have had to find where he was and then sync everything up after the editing for my part had already been done. And that, uh, honestly, this episode's just not worth it. Um, it was uh, fun while it lasted. There's about another hour of us kind of meandering. Uh, we do eventually finish the movie that Chris didn't actually finish himself. Um, if you're interested, you can uh, watch it on YouTube, um, the Portuguese uh, translation version, um, Three Lives of Thomasina Streaming. I actually think it's a pretty good movie. Um but, uh, like I said, uh, the amount of effort that it would take for me to break this down and sync everything back up, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> so, um, it, 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 the Reader's Digest version, um, the Andrew McDewey ends up um, learning some of the, the earthy ways of the sexy lady in the woods, and she learns some stuff from him, and he, you know, his heart grew three sizes that day. Uh, Thomasina eventually regains her memory. Um, Jenny, Mary, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, runs out into the street and uh, as kids do when they're exposed to weather in Disney movies catches a, an illness nigh unto death um, when Thomasina regains her memory she runs in and uh, and only her magical Prince Charming kiss wakes uh, wakes Mary from her uh, her death slumber um, 
there's a really weird moment where oh and then there's the uh weirdly tacked on act four of um very unflattering portrayal of evil Romani peoples uh, referred to um, <clears throat> in what I guess is a slur now um, as gypsies uh, that uh, <laughs> are abusing animals and the, uh, the little Scottish boys that, um, that fucked over Andrew McDewey earlier um, uh, come and get him to shut this down. Uh, not not before they have to uh, try and whip the witch woman into dancing for them, and um, and Andrew McDowell, I guess, burns their entire uh, little traveling caravan to the ground, um, which we are all to cheer for, I suppose. Anyways, Thomasina reunited. All of her lives converge. Andrew McDowell and uh, and uh, uh, whatever the fuck her name is from uh, the the Aurora of the Woods uh, get married. Um, all is well as they uh, as it, it usually is in Disney films, and um, so that's going to do it. Uh, like I said, um, I wish that uh, it hadn't gone down this way because there's definitely some some funny bits and gold in there in the end. But uh, I mean, you can see from the trajectory that it wasn't super buttoned up um, there uh, as we were going along, and it, it just kind of unravels at that point with me trying to just get us to the finish line. Uh, looks like the finish line came a little early this time. Um, so yeah, that was Three Lives of Thomasina. Uh, we are going to be doing a very, very perhaps overly bloated uh, extensive coverage of Mary Poppins coming up. That's going to be um, like a, a true like five-parter, I believe. Um, so you've got some good stuff um, in store for you. Um, if you're listening to this, thank you for being patient. Um, I know the, the publishing schedule isn't always everything we would want it to be. Hey, that's life. Um, but um, as you go on in life, please remember to always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs>